Yeah. So while everyone's like out here trying to get Indoraptor so they can play that deck or they're trying to out, out here trying to get like uh, Indominus Rex. Cheesy. Nope. It's going to be a lot harder than that. Fucking sucker. Oh. Buy singles. Buy singles. Yeah. Yeah. Buy singles. Welcome to the Mock Stars Podcast. I'm Evan Kunai, one of your hosts, and I'm here with the two other Mock Stars, Christopher Ritter. Yo. And Jordan Garcia. Evan just figured out what that button does. First, let's just cover all the bases. You can follow the show on all major podcasting platforms. If you're doing so, make sure you give us a five-star review. It makes us look really cool, and it helps people find the show. Uh, it goes a long way to helping us out and supporting us. You can also find us on YouTube, where you can like, subscribe, and hit that bell for more notifications. We have new episodes every single Friday. Uh, you can join our Discord server, where we have a community that's just been bustling we've been having a lot of conversations about commander and how healthy the format has been lately um and not only can you support us on discord youtube and uh and all major podcasting platforms you can also support us on patreon by joining our supporter tier and become a true pepperhead where you will get a exclusive role in our discord server where your name turns dr pepper red and you get access to two exclusive channels the shower thoughts channel and the Dr. Pepper channel, where we just, well, whenever we find something that contributes to Dr. Pepper lore, it goes there. Like we found out that Jendi Tartakovsky is a pepperhead. I was watching Dexter's Lab the other day, and there's an episode called D and D. So it's like a D and D like type episode. Okay. Dee Dee comes in and like takes over the DM role from Dexter, and the group that he was DMing, uh, they're like. Didi's like, all right, I'm taking over. Are you guys ready? And they're all like, I'm ready. Here's my sword. And this guy goes, here is my magic elixir. And he pulls up a can of Dr. Pep. Bro, this is my like, next D&D character for sure. <laughs> <Hell yeah. laughs> pulls up the Dr. Pep, starts pouring it. <laughs> <Let's go. laughs> yeah, uh, awesome. Unrelated, but is Primal good? Primal is amazing. Okay, yeah. Yeah, it's really good. There's not really a lot of... There's no verbalizing. It's all like primal, like roaring from dinosaurs and grunting from man. Um, but uh, I watched both seasons um, and they're continuing. They're going to bring it back in okay. more episodes. Very sick. It's on HBO Max, right? Yeah, you can find it there. Okay, okay. Yeah. sorry. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> uh, it, it's the same creator um, as Dexter's Laboratory. Okay. Um, Samurai Jack. Samurai Jack. Yeah. Um, new show. New show, uh, or I don't know how new it is. It, it's uh, it's just coming back. New coming to back. me show. Yeah. yeah, new to you. What is it called? Uh, it's called Primal. Primal? Yeah. I mean, I love both of them. And, and it's so. just uh, about like dinosaurs and stuff. Yeah. It's, I mean, it seems like Evan's favorite show already. It, it was pretty great. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's about a um, down on his luck caveman, essentially like vicious doing everything he can to survive. And a he is attacked by this, um, well, iguanodon type thing. There's all varying size of T-Rex and dinosaurs in this show. So it's not really like totally uh, specified, but um, he's attacked. They battle and then like... 
the dinosaur is hurt. And it's that whole like mouse and a lion type deal where he takes the thorn out of the dinosaur's foot and then they be partner up. Nice. And they have to sur for survive together. So they're facing the world <sighs> together as teammates now and they learn to care for each other. Just like, like wow. there's no language like back. Yeah. Oh, I mean, you know, wow. You know, so no, I'm fully sold on the show. I'm 100% going to go watch it this weekend. Yeah. It's actually really good. And it's just action packed from start to finish every single episode. Wow. So, okay, fuck yeah. And has that like classic Samurai Jack animation style. Right, so which it's is like, goaded. Yeah, the action is is amazing. Well, anyway, thanks for tuning in to the Mockstars podcast where we talk about Primal, the best uh, show on the internet. And we're the number one podcast on the internet for Magic the Gathering and Dr. Pepper. In, and cartoon Dr. Pepper. In that order yeah. of uh, three, you decide which one we talk about the most. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, let's get it kicked off. Today, we're covering a lot of bases because, well, Universes Beyond has become a everyday facet of the Magic player's life. If you play Magic the Gathering, I don't care what Mark Rosewater says, it, it has impacted your game of playing Magic the Gathering. There is no opting out of it. Yes. As much as you can think that exists, there's there's no opting out. There's no space for opting out. There's yes. no not when literally I, every set is a different IP at this point. No, I agree with that. There is no opting out at this point. Yeah, you, like, you yeah. can't. You cannot. Yeah. So, uh, we're covering a few things. Uh, we're talking about the new Laura Croft Tomb Raider set, which spoiled has, this week. Yep, has an exclusively new card, but then also has a bunch of reskinned, reimagined uh, cards from Magic's past. So uh, that was a really cool announcement. I saw it and I was just like, ah, damn, they could really could use the pixelated version. <laughs> yeah, no, if they did like that old PS2, bro, oh, yeah, or the PS, even the PS1 Tomb yeah. Raider would be crazy. I am honestly surprised that like the set didn't have multiple depictions because she's had like several iconic depictions. Totally. Yeah. Angelina Jolie. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we were all thinking it. <laughs> But like, hear me out though, where they did the Fortnite set where it was trash and it was just screenshots from the game, but instead it's legit screenshots from PS1 Tomb Raider. Like, you know, I would absolutely buy those. You <laughs> could probably get away with that. I think it's vintage enough oh, 100%. Like, where it would actually like appeal to a, a wider market. That'd be guess. Yeah. It'd be like, I'm going to get out of tangent. It, it does. It does break the immersion slightly. I think that the artwork they chose is, is to be more. Does it break the realistic. immersion? Is there immersion anymore? I think uh, that's a question we have yeah, to ask. That's, that's ultimately. Uh, <laughs> that's ultimately like the whole thing where you can't opt out breaks the immersion, you know, literally. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I'll, I will say before we get too far into this, you know, this whole concept actually came from, uh, one of our patrons, uh, in the shower thoughts thread, you know, talking and asking like, you know, at a, what point is there is the immersion broken? Right. Um, and you know, like, how do you guys feel about that? And like, how do you feel like when you're mashing everything together, right? And I think it was uh, your homie back from Wisconsin. Oh, yeah. Chris. It's my brother. Oh, it was your brother? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, oh, it was Willie. Yep. Yeah, shout out Willie. Uh, we no, talked 100%. about it a little bit last week, but... It's a conversation that I think yeah. we've just been having in general. Like, the Discord, I see it pop up all the time. People talk about it, right? Yep. And, like, some people feel very strongly about it and just don't like it whatsoever. And other people are a little more, like, whatever about it. Yeah, I think they could have made the guns more pronounced on Laura Croft's waist because it has reach... And everyone's like, well, why does it have reach? And then it's like, well, she's, a, she's an archer. Yeah. A she's also arrow. always jumping. She also should have had death touch because she's an archer. Yeah. But, and guns. Guns are evolved bow and arrow. That's um, what. Okay. Eh, so. Whatever. <laughs> but I think that the mechanically unique aspect of this card, it cares a lot about legendary artifacts and legendary lands, which is very fitting for Laura Croft since, well, 
She's always exploring new lands and searching for legendary artifacts, yeah, you such as the Tomb Raider. Green, yeah. blue, red, legendary creature, human ranger, 3-4. She's got first streak, strike and reach, um, and she, whenever she attacks, exile up to one target legendary artifact or land uh, from a graveyard, not just yours, and put a discovery counter on it. More fun counters. You may play a card from exile with a discovery counter on it this turn. It's just as raid at the end of combat on your turn. If you attack this turn, create a treasure token, presumably to cast whatever you exiled. Yep. So this is not like exclusive to um, like just Laura attacking. This is something where you can play some weenies and just get that attack trigger. Um, raid is one of my favorite mechanics in the game. <clears throat> and it's, I, a, it's whenever Laura Croft attacks. No, no, it's whenever you attack. If you attacked this turn. But yeah. yes, if Laura Croft attacks, then you get the legendary artifact or land uh, exiled, put a discovery. Yeah, I mean, this is nice. Yeah. Like, if you have like a cheap creature or whatever, it's even a Ragavan turn one, right? And then just oh, like yeah. swing and then I cast this, go to that, make a treasure, whatever, whatever. You're probably actually on curve pretty closely. Like, with that, I think Ragavan's definitely going to be like an all star when you guess. like yeah. decide whoever decides to build this deck that. Yeah, it's I mean, that's a turn to Laura Croft where you get uh, an extra treasure off of her trigger. Totally. Right. So, yep. That actually shoots you out of a cannon. That's crazy. Plus, yeah. you're in you're in teamers, so you get uh, access to dorks, even though they're not super strong right now. But I think that as long as you're playing this, like no one's playing this like competitively. No, but it's think, kind of a fun yeah. engine. Totally. If you like this, this IP. Yeah, I think that's the thing is it's a self-contained engine and that is great design. I think that's what makes the most fun like middle commanders, like middle power commanders, like fun mm -hmm. build arounds. You can synergize and like actually compete and feel like you thoroughly did something every game and feel satisfied in that without going like, you know, blowing the roof off the place. I, yeah. I think that's also good too. Like, especially with this universes beyond stuff, like if you don't want to break immersion it's great that this stuff gets kept at like that mid to high power level instead of like you know if you're a serious competitive player or something like well, i mean you don't have to see it you say that but all of a sudden orcish bowmasters is in every black deck but know? i mean the lord of the rings is a gimme it's it's a layup for like uh being within the world of magic because like so much of the original magic ip is in fact based on lord of the rings so right i will call out your bias for loving lord of the rings i mean, I, I yeah. think there are other people that would rather not see that like permeate just as a whole people like break the immersion because in their head they're like well i love lord of the rings but that's not what magic the gathering is yes i i give you it is a gimme because it is so close in this fantasy realm or mm -hmm. whatever but i still think that rubs people the wrong way i mean there's nothing on orcish bowmasters like that would tell you it's lord of the rings like that that's true it is one of the most nondescript yeah. it, that is like a very magic the gathering card you're right i feel you yeah I, I agree there because like bowmasters doesn't have any flavor to it it is just a card that instigates competitive play like or, or instigates the notion that uh we are selling this set as a set that you need to purchase in order to be competitive in modern and now cdh okay let me ask you this then yeah one ring uh is it flavorful no it's it's like that one is very, very much. This is Lord of the Rings, Man. and oh, it is in yeah. every deck ever now, in every format. Oh, yeah. yeah. But that doesn't break immersion for me either, because, again, the vibe of Lord of the Rings is just so close to the vibe of what Magic's lore is. Yeah, it doesn't break it for me either, yeah. because, like, I think through reading the books, through watching the movies, it is always a mystery as to how powerful or what the ring truly does. And I think that as a magic player, it's great to see how they were able to embody that without really ever really getting like, we know that it makes Sauron have the ability to control essentially all others with rings. But, um, 
yeah, I, I think it's they did a great job at uh, not necessarily designing it to balance the game, but designing it with flavor and immersion in mind. Well, I mean, they definitely designed to sell a bunch of boxes. That's for sure. Yes, they did. And they designed it and reprinted it in the holiday bundles, which... Uh, with like three different arts yeah. and treatments and a serialized version. Yeah, so this is all like sort of tailoring... Yeah, or we're sort of like rolling into Lord of the Rings as a discussion of universes beyond because it is. If you weren't aware, uh, not within the magic universe, it um, is just I don't know. Like this is where it's impossible to opt out. This, yeah, because it's right. literally everything. It's it's. I would say it's recently recent memory. It is the majority of the products we've been given lately are universe beyond products at this point. Mm, yeah, at least every secret layer drop has something universes beyond. Every mainline set has something a, a UB connection to it at this point. And that's this yep. year. This is like the first year they really went for it. What happens next year? Like uh, yeah, well Marvel is something that they just announced. Right, but Marvel, how many? Final like, Fantasy, and like oh yeah, you know uh, honestly, uh, man, when we played that game with Gavin, and we we're you know like none of this stuff had been announced at that point, and he was like. He was kind of just like, just wait and see how much versus beyond stuff there is. Like there's, yeah, he's a, yeah he, he undersold yeah. it, if anything. Yeah, like no, it's, it's, it is saturating what the game is. Yeah. yeah. Um, so much so that there was a, a discussion about like wh- what, how this impacts other aspects of the game, because a lot of these sets and a lot of these universe beyond stuff is designed uh to appeal to the largest amount of Magic players, which at this point, the largest community are EDH players, Commander players. I honestly think that pivot in their mentality has been the most toxic change for our format and probably the health of like Magic as a whole. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely been damaging because now they're changing how the packs are structured to appeal to that market, to appeal to those just to make sure that, well, Mark Rosewater said it pretty like clear and clean or was that uh you know but we're not selling packs like we you can't invest in our product because well there is no certainty in the investment so it's like you buy cards and that was a big part of the aspect that when i first became a magic player was like very interesting to me was like watching the market like and stuff like that and uh really playing that game and now it's something that there is no certainty. People don't have certainty in your product because they don't know what its value will be. And most people lose money um, buying magic cards now where yeah. before it was, I don't know, there was some sort of, well, magic about it. And it feels like less of that. So universes beyond saturating the market makes me feel like, or like with the immersion breaking stuff like that, Marvel, I can't imagine, and we don't know the details on this, but I can't imagine that they signed a contract with Marvel to create magic cards if they weren't going to be legal in some sort of competitive sense, like I, the way I, Lord of the Rings is. Yeah, I, I think Final Fantasy, I think, is going right. to be modern legal, and I would expect wow. maybe Marvel to be modern. I never even thought about that, because yeah. in my head it was just like, yeah, sure, Commander is going to be the mishmash of all of these crazy secret layers and shit like that, but you're actually going to have like legitimately competitive formats playing like... Final Fantasy versus, you know, Godzilla versus, you know, all the Fortnite, everything. Yeah. So that's like, that's, that's actually crazy. That's the standard. Right? Like it, maybe it permeates standard next year if it does that fucking well. Right. So there's that conversation that happens behind closed doors that we don't. I mean, that's see. happening. Sorry not to cut you off. Yeah. But that already? It, 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 not, not already, but I'm saying that is going to be the natural, like it's the slippery slope, right? right? Like the second we saw any universes uh, beyond stuff have any acceptance in the community and have financial success, of course, like 
just more and more and more of that. And then you saw Lord of the Rings being printed into modern. Seems like the community's cool with that. They're going to do that with more universes beyond stuff. And then now that that seal's been broken, you know, and it's inevitable that the next thing it's going to be, well, the game of magic is no longer the lore of magic contained within, you know, this set of planes and whatever. Right. It's, it's, it's a set of rules uh, for it, it's a set of rules for a game that can then um, encompass any number of brands and things right. like that, like almost like Lego, right? Yeah, exactly. Because Lego right. doesn't have its own IP anymore. Like Lego is a format for other IP. Yes, uh, that is a very good way of putting it. Thank you. We are real right on that That's trajectory. Why I'm on this podcast. Yeah, you're yeah. fucking great, man. <laughs> you're awesome. We got to pay you more. Yeah, I, Jordan was looking at me. I was shaking my head because all I could think was, "Damn it, Rick." Like from The Walking Dead, like Yo. Steadfast or whatever. Uh, steadfast Leader, bro. Yeah, Steadfast Leader. Um, it's a CDH rival card. It has been just, for years. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that was the the first real domino to fall was because like, uh, I think that you saw like that Walking Dead set like be announced in the vitriol that people hated it yeah that was spewed all over this set no one wanted anything to do with it and like the thing was is that everyone had to realize that it was being printed as a secret layer which was part of the problem but those cards were never going to be printed again and so now they finally announced that they're you know reskinning them but rick is a competitive card like it is necessary for winota and for human strategies to exist so um, it's sort of like was that first domino to say like okay people will buy this if we print things that are powerful enough to compete in you know with other options um, in the like in metagame so like as long as they can contribute to the meta in some sort of way people will continue to buy this product and it will continue to spin that wheel yeah 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 I, I mean I, I it's exactly that like this is gonna happen it's just a matter of like when does this happen I I think twenty twenty five is like you're going to say for certain that's what the game's going to be in two years oh yeah yeah we're getting a lot of uh like we're getting a lot of return to certain planes we're seeing like this year we are seeing a couple new planes pop up like that are original magic ips um but you know with the way that the game is like you said is headed uh with the change in packs and stuff like that we just don't know how long standard is going to exist we don't know how long like that rotating formula is going to work it only really works on arena so outside of that people prefer just like the general the community has voiced their well preference is that they prefer to play with their friends in a large multiplier multiplayer format so mm-hmm. um edh is definitely like taking over and that has been wizards of the coast precedent in their decision making um since when like since hasbro took over pretty much right 2018 i think we can like put a pretty firm stamp on that to say that oh things have been going downhill since they took over for sure and then a little bit later they they announced that yeah oh but mander was the biggest format yeah stock price has been going up but you know like the amount of product that they're putting out yeah has definitely done nothing but oversaturate oh yeah no, i know i mean for the health of the game yeah no yeah. i've seen nothing but bad decisions be made for about five years at this point yeah so um not to get too off track uh the universe is beyond stuff is mechanically unique it is something that is contributing to the overall game and i think that's like primarily what we're saying here um, do you want to go over the, uh, the reskins? Yeah. So, so for the uh, Tomb Raider ones, uh, this is your freaking vibe. So this is the, that was the one unique card. And then we have some cool reskins. We have Search for Escanta as Heart of the Explorer, uh, Anger of the Gods, Storm of Yamatai, 
The Grim Whisper is Bow of Nylea. Shadow Spear gets a reprint as Totex Spear. Academy Ruins is uh, Kitez Sunken City. And get this. Uh, they, they even made a fucking treasure token for this, dude. Woo! Yeah. Uh, well, that that one is like you need a treasure token with if you're going to play Laura, right? I mean, so, that's what she does. She yeah, that's true. For treasures. Boom. Yep. So I think that's flavorfully on point. I am. Uh, I saw one person say Ancient Tomb should have been in this as a oh, rant, which would have been a lot better than Academy Ruins, low key. But whatever. Yeah, that one also makes sense. But I do think that if you wanted to, well, sell more than what you already are going to sell, then Ancient Tomb would have been like actually amazing because the value of that set that would have me going out and buying it but literally because yeah like what a anger of the gods search for Azkanta, bow of nylea shadow spear and academy ruins literally shadow spear is the only thing of value in that entire set right so if you put ancient tomb in there now sold yep becomes justified because laura croft is then free for all the people who want to play it but as we were talking about earlier with a lot of the jurassic world stuff which is another universes beyond ip mm-hmm. Uh, buy singles because we are now seeing that as people open uh, set boosters and collectors boosters of uh, Lost Caverns of Ixalan is that in collectors or in collectors boosters you're guaranteed one Jurassic World card but they neglected to tell you that that can also be a token or one of the basic lands so a lot of people are reaching this like um, well they're being disappointed by the yeah by opening the product. packs feels real bad super bad right year, now yeah say. yeah yeah i mean especially when box prices keep rising too yep. all the time yeah the only thing that i would feel comfortable in opening is like honestly a draft booster box and that's only for the experience of yeah. drafting it yeah is where i would open product man a collector's booster at like 30 bucks or whatever it's coming Woo! at higher and 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 ripping that open and getting just unplayable garbage out of it just feels so bad it's pretty cool man yeah it's pretty freaking yeah. cool yep and like they're used i wouldn't even say that it's ever felt worth it to me like mm-hmm. as, a, as a magic player and, and uh it just felt like going into a store and seeing a pack for 27 to $30 just never felt justified, uh, especially since I could go online and buy singles. And, and for the mm-hmm. longest time, Tolarian Community College has been the leading voice in that is like to buy singles. Right now, it is the smartest thing to do. But now, as sets release, you don't even know if you can buy the singles because you don't know where they're going to be in the market. Yeah, yeah. I just I have no idea where the market is anymore. Right? Yeah, like yeah. you just like shoulder comes out and it's eighty dollars. Like, well, that's gonna drop. Nope, never did. Yeah, got I, way more expensive. I mean, like a card like that, if you know it's gonna be good, I think you just gotta buy it pre-release price, uh, which is but gonna be thing. which is gonna be the lowest. You gotta take that gamble because the that's bulk is bulkier though. than ever. Like, but like so bulky. So true. And yeah, there's more yeah. than there's more than ever just because the amount yeah. of sets coming. You can't out, even right? sell bulk that you collect because that's right. no one wants it. it. Nobody wants that garbage. Yeah, Everybody else has it. People it. used to want to pick up bulk. There's too many fucking cards. Yeah, like I, we're making too many cards. I put it in shoe boxes and leave it in the lobby of my apartment building. Yeah. like that's the <laughs> only way to get rid of it. <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs> that is for real. Yeah. So, like, uh, the thing is, is that with the Jurassic World cards, the print rate, uh, the what you can pull and everything is just very up in the air. Apparently, if you open a set boosters, it is 1.2% of packs is the current run rate for pulling a Jurassic World card out of there. And that can be, like I said, it can be a basic land. It can be a token, which is a really feel-bad moment when you open a collector's oh booster God, yeah. that your guaranteed Jurassic World slot is a treasure token that is a Barbasol can. Like, I get, like, that, the notion of, like, being very on point, like, it's very flavorful to the Jurassic World drop, but 
people aren't looking for treasure tokens. And that slot was meant to carry the value of that pack. A yes. lot of the value of that pack. So people want to play Life Finds a Way. People want to play the Indoraptor as a commander because they see it as very interesting set design or very interesting, just unique mechanics. So um, we're witnessing the fumbling of what would have otherwise been a really like uh, flavorful uh, mishmash of IP and standard like release set. So um, this one for me, like, obviously I have preference to dinosaurs. We all know this and Dr. Pepper, uh, this one felt like, like, seriously, just to like a fumble at the goal line, dude, you're so close to just like this being a, like a fucking touchdown. And it's baffling to me that they would make that decision when it's like, I, I, there was all we had a few episodes where we tried talking about Jurassic World and being like, oh, is it a secret layer? Because it was marked as a secret layer for a second. And we're like, oh, OK, sweet. We can get these cards as part of that or whatever. And then they're like, no, 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 no. It's coming out in packs. And then you're like, oh, I wonder what the drop rate's going to be, you know, because you've had enchanting. Uh, what the, Enchanted Tales or whatever. Yeah. But... Enchanted Tales from uh, Wildsville Drain. Yeah. Right. You were guaranteed guaranteed to get one in every set booster and sometimes two so what a dud of a set by the way what's that wilds of eldrin yeah eh, eh, it still has time to grow and yeah i i think there's room to grow there i like if you're comparing it to the original eldrin set which was like an all-star <laughs> in every format yeah i just like start to finish that was a great set like design flavor art like just so well curated and done there's like all right we got to go back like, I don't know. Yeah. So that's why I guess moving to like, um, I am excited about new I or new planes that they're going to visit. Yeah. Know, I mean, like, they, they talked about the ones coming pressure. out next year. I think there's some cool opportunities there for sure. Yeah. Um, and so like, I guess I was hoping that like, along with like the antiquities from like Brothers War, that they would have done the same thing for this Jurassic World thing because set boosters cannot be drafted. Like. Right put one card in there like make the foils the ones that are hard to achieve right mm -hmm. like by buying collectors boosters not only did they print these cards in non-foil foil but they also printed and basic what is basically an ampersand foil for these Jurassic world cards so you guys remember the D D side with the ampersand foils that nobody ever found and they were worth a card that's worth pennies is worth like $150 with the ampersand. Yeah, they're yep. literally like mythical. Okay? Yes. Like, like you'll see posts on Reddit, like on MTG Finance of like people trying to like find them. So they're or, collectors and be like, does this card even exist? Right. Or new yeah. people will just be like, what the fuck is this? Like, is this new or like, yeah, know, yeah. like is this rare? Is this a normal thing? It's something that almost nobody knew about except for Wizards of the Coast. And when maybe they didn't even know about it, you know, but it's like they're printing uh, the Jurassic Park logo so the t the bone t-rex fossilized t-rex mm -hmm. with a circle around it in shatter foil as a stamp on top of the card so this disrupts the artwork yeah, yeah this is the the first i'm hearing about it first like Dude, speaking of it being though? poorly uh like promoted <laughs> yeah. You know what? yeah you probably aren't only like to the people listening now like you probably aren't the only first person to hear about this because it wasn't until about three No, no, but, but I'm saying it's really bad because I have a podcast about magic. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm, I'm online every day researching various Magic the Gathering related things. Yeah. And this should be within the, the purview of things that I'm aware of. It's a fuck up on Wizards part. Yeah, like, totally. I'm just learning about it now. Literally, yeah. Like, so, like, how long have we had to open... Um, Lost Caverns of Ixalan packs, uh, you know, from now and, you know, it, it, 
from the time that when this podcast came out pre-release was seven days ago yes so there's been time for this to come out it wasn't until two days ago that i brought this up to jordan at work and where i saw it on reddit and i was like did you know these existed and he's like i right so five days after release of all product yeah that people started to figure out that they were these like shatterfoil stamped Jurassic world cards. Yeah. And so like there's all these like widely varying rarities and stuff like that. So, um, they're printing all these different variants of these cards. Um, but the odds of pulling any of them is just like abysmally low. So it kind of like is hopefully they're sitting there and they're learning from this experience. Uh, because if this is how they move forward with like future sets and like sprinkling in little IPs, because I think that, Oh, you know, that, that like murder mansion plane is going to have like slasher film, UB or something connected. Yeah. Or, Sherlock Holmes yeah, or something. Some, some, yeah. yeah. So it's actually even like the non like universes beyond thing becomes a universes beyond splash. Yes. That's exactly what this is. I feel like the Jurassic yeah. world. Totally. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I it's just going to keep that, doing that. It's yeah. going to be every set. It's, it's just, it, right. Yeah, because I, I think it's like no doubt. Well, I, I think it's like, like it'll be like a, knives out. Like yeah. knives out will be like the weird thing that they put with that. Yeah, I think it's just at a point where it's just like not enough people want this, so let's staple this onto it, and that'll get those people interested. And then together, those two things will make enough numbers to make Daddy happy. And then we're just going to keep doing that until we've completely tanked this game into the ground. <laughs> yeah, it's sort of like the way. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's sort of the way that the NFL and like sorry to like. Uh, combine this with like sports, but that is how the NFL has handled their broadcasts is that they sign major contracts with advertising or advertising agents and like uh, broadcasting networks so that their money is made. And that's what Wizards of the Coast is doing is that they're signing these contracts with other IPs. Literally. Like we will make your IP into magic cards, right? And so the contract is signed, the money is made. They don't care how many sales are made for that, right? And so that company is just sort of like, hey, we're paying for this advertising space. People are going to see this. They're going to buy this product. It's going to bring more attention to our platform. Like that is kind of like the hope and prayer, right? With the Jurassic World thing is like this brings... Uh, more attention to this IP so that people go back, they watch a movie, maybe, maybe buy more merchandise. Oh, spoiler, a new movie comes out next year that's Jurassic-themed. Who would have thought? Or there's a percentage of sales or something like that involved. But the the point is, is the money is already made on Wizards of the Coast. Yeah, Coast it's money that. not relying on you know consumers buying packs, which they know people don't want to do anymore. It's supposed to incentivize that, but it you know it, it doesn't matter for them. Yeah, also, exactly. Insurers on the back end doesn't yep. matter to them as much. Yeah, so... Um, there was also another IP that came out that what did see a lot of success in sales, which is like sort of the silver lining of how this can actually affect the game in a positive way. And that is the Doctor Who Commander decks. I think that a lot of people are out here and I watched a lot of videos on like, uh, just like Commander gameplay with these and they looked like they were a lot of fun, like mechanically unique, like, uh, actually incorporating old mechanics to to like sort of increase the flavor like with like suspend counters like time travel stuff like that i thought that was a really cool way to like design things and some of this stuff has a lot of thought put in Mm -hmm. and that's really what i want to see from this stuff but um some of it just doesn't feel like that or yeah i i mean uh ash from evil dead just being a pure steel paladin doesn't feel like anyone put a lot of thought into that right right (laughs) it doesn't make sense yeah like to, to me at all like pure steel it's just slapping some art on something vaguely connected right you yeah. could have put a 
like because he should be a legendary character. You should be able to have Ash in your command zone. Yep. And like there are so many that would be the incentive to buy that universes beyond right there's that mm-hmm. um so what you could do is like or what they could have done you remember uh wyleth do you know who wyleth is the uh it was a commander face card in some boros equipment commander yeah boros okay. equipment commander yeah, perfect that says whenever it's equipped it, already better i know nothing about this card already better than what they did yeah because i mean obviously ash needs equipment needs his chainsaw so you could have just reskinned that and then you probably would have seen back-end sales on that deck happening, like, you know, mm-hmm. uh, in response to the Ash being Wyleth. So, um, yeah, it, it feels like there could be a little bit more thought put into, like, uh, reskinning of cards. So Yeah, even even like the Princess Bride one, where Princess Buttercup is a reskinned Cissé Weatherlight Captain, which does get played. Uh, you could put more thought into that. Is Princess Buttercup in any way thematically similar to Cissé? No. Oh, I want you to know, I like actually just physically cringed when you said the princess. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I will say that, like, even princess though that card wasn't really thought about, a lot of the other stuff was. And it was actually a really great, like, it was a really great secret lair. Because mm-hmm. yeah. uh, we finally got a Samut Voice of Descent uh, reprint, which was Anigo Mandoya. So, you kill my father, prepare to die. Um, I double the silence is good. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, they double do, strike. It it's was, just frustrating when it when they demonstrate that they're capable of doing the work, <laughs> <laughs> and then it clearly just one card adjacent, they're just fucking off. That is know? the point to be made. Yeah. Is that there is when they do obviously know what they're doing, and then they yeah they fuck off on one. one. Yeah, and and that's the circling back to Doctor Who. That's yeah. the same deal. Like Doctor Who's so well done. Warhammer yeah, 40k so well done yeah exactly Lord of the Rings even so well done and then you see just some sloppy cash grabs it's just like fuck you guys if you're gonna do this I wish there was a way to make it like contained like right we're talking about all these contained options and like how to limit the scope as more and more stuff gets shoved down our throats we can you know you could contain things by like alright this is not standard legal this is not modern legal this is not an internal format set we are doing an experience and like the selling experiences. Maybe that brings people back to F and M because you do drafts and you do like unique doctor who draft experiences and stuff like that. Just, just kind of like, Hey, we have this rule set available, but these cards are only legal with right. these cards. It's like commander decks uh-huh. plus commander decks plus, you know, yeah. the set that they had already, but it's just not standard legal and it's not modern legal guys. I had a really good idea. And this is an idea that I just had just now which is that what if there was a format don't take this from me (laughs) (laughs) i I was waiting for you to go (laughs) okay it'd be funny if we actually had a name for this right evan go ahead and get on your soapbox may i introduce to you commander contained nice bringing back that yeah there we go uh we talked about this and this is actually a good segue into one of our shower thoughts this week is i pitched this to the community and there has been a lot of buzz not just in the shower thoughts uh channel but in the edh channel as well about how you can narrow the scope to uh instigate creativity i think that a lot of people are under the impression that the more you widen the scope and broaden your card pool that the more creativity can happen right but it can be overwhelming to new players to uh even experienced players who are like the speed of content that i'm so overwhelmed yeah you know it's like it gets tiring to like try to keep up with it and as podcasters like we are trying to stay on top of the ball it is impossible to like really keep up with everything so uh this is a creative new way to 
spice up, <laughs> spice up your life, spice up your commander decks, because what if you created a format where the only cards that were legal with your commander were the cards that it was printed with in the same set? So like uh, commander decks that are printed alongside like uh, Ixalan, you can play like you can play Pantlaza, but the only cards that you can use to upgrade it are cards from the adjacent commander decks and cards from Lost Caverns of Ixalan. I mean, I, I love it. People, like, I don't play a lot of limited, but people, like, talk about how much, you know, how much fun that is, like, just playing with cards from one set and, like, those mechanics that you don't see leak out into, like, standard or modern or, like, commander or anything uh, that really only makes sense when you have, like, that mass of cards that all play well together. Exactly. That's why I like limited. I think it's interesting because it's really the only experience where you have that. Yeah. yeah, and the big thing with this is that if it were to pick up steam and it were be able to become popular enough is that it would instigate Wizards of the Coast to prioritize printing valuable reprints into Commander decks to, like, uh, well, instigate those sales. So, Well, hear me out. I think, I think, like I said before, I think the downfall has been that they've recognized that a community-created format is their most popular. Yes. Right? And the ones that they thought people would like were are not. So, when we create another community created format, we should do our best to not let Wizards of the Coast anywhere close to it. Yeah. They will ruin it instantly. So, yeah, so with this idea, we were talking about um, because if you're to do a Doctor Who deck, you only be able to play cards from the adjacent commander decks, essentially, right? And um, like we had talked about, like are all commander staples like just like all legal or are they all banned? So like Soul Ring, because standard legal sets don't have Soul Ring in them, do you just ban it completely, or do you make it legal? across all like all things but this requires a separate ban list which will only come through community testing like you can just be like all right i'm gonna play uh, a deck built from shadows over innistrad which like leads to some really creative like zombie or vampire builds i think or that would actually be pretty powerful and uh only then would you know if something is too powerful the concern on my mind off the top of my head is like Will power creep over the years become very obvious? Like, say, like, you know, you play Kinnon with a Coria set, and then you go back fucking seven years, bro, and then you try and play, like, Dakin Blackblade or something like that. You would get clapped. That's <laughs> like, the, I mean, that is part of the problem, right? right? So, like, you could play... The thing is that all Master sets would be banned as well. So, like, you can't pick up Commander Masters and play, you know, like, Kalia out of that because it would just be insane. That would overwhelm the format, and it would be basically a cheat code. So... Um, yeah, cards that are printed in their original sets. We even had like this little nuance. Like, what about Gishath? Does he have access to, you know, or uh, does, does Gishath have access to both a regular Ixalan and now Lost Caverns of Ixalan? No, you would have to choose basically based on set symbol. So you're like, like your OG or your like modern. Yes. So you Which is kind of cool. I think that's kind of fun. Yeah, use the dinosaurs from the modern set because that's what it was printed in or use the dinosaurs from the old set and uh, really figure out I don't know what deck works for you. And I think it yeah. just opens up this like we take commander very seriously and a lot of our community does. And I respect that, that we want to be competitive with it. Um, but there's a certain point where things stop moving or like it feels like everything is moving so fast that nothing is moving at all. Um, and that's kind of where I'm at right now. So I'm trying to like find a new way to instigate uh, creativity for myself and for those around me to create a 
another healthy community. Yeah, for me, it's like uh, it's kind of the same vibe as like you know the battle boxes, like the commander deck battle boxes we've talked about. Yeah. or building a cube, but that's kind of where my interests are right now. It kind of lets me like you know pull up and you kind of get to appreciate other like limited like other types of magic and like contained stuff in appreciating this this moment. Yeah, I think this is actually a really good balance to power level just in general, just because you can uh, like you could play Tally and the Kindly Lord and you probably have a lot of really good cards from uh, Wilds of Eldraine in mm-hmm. black and blue, a lot of good fairy synergy. Um, but that nests, that has a cap because you're playing a kindred deck. So uh, same with like you could play Weta. Honestly, you could probably play Weta and have a baller deck. Totally. You know, um, I, I really think there's there's likes to it here. I'm definitely going to be creating content in the future that is. Uh, more focused towards this. I think it reaches a wider audience to like speak to people who are just getting into the game, like who are picking up a pre-con for the first time and how to upgrade it effectively and efficiently with cards that you probably pulled when you went to pre-release. Bro, I could not imagine being a new player right now trying to get into Commander. Like when I got into it, if there was a card pool that at a certain point I could know it, like I could actually know almost every card that was relevant and like I could see the art or hear the name and know what it did, right? That there's just the card pool is huge. There's no way. And they add hundreds every year. Like there's just literally no way. Yeah, there's the two perspectives, right? Where we're where we're at where we're like, wow, there's so much stuff being dropped into the pool, right? But then there's the other people who can keep up with it and are saying, like, wow, this is so exciting and this is so healthy because I think Shout out to always, people, man. Yeah, things are always changing and that is like what they want to see. So or maybe it's just like, you know, you the maybe the goal is that the ocean's so big you're never supposed to see the other end of it, right? So it's like yeah. you're just swimming in the deep end and like, you know, you're just, oh, I'm just the happy little like, you know, ignorant commander player and I get to pick all my little stuff and I don't worry about the scope of things and how big it's gotten pretty much because new people just don't know. New people don't know what you used to be like. Yeah. So uh, it's meant to, I guess, Commander Contained is meant to make the the effort of building a deck less daunting because that's yeah, exactly that's yeah, ultimately how it, it's been feeling lately is you pop a legendary creature into the command zone and you go um utopia like it's got green i'm gonna play birds of paradise uh utopia sprawl and then i got soul ring signet probably the one ring just too much of it is solved which is literally yeah, yeah. so we're trying to like unsolve it yeah because it gets yeah. it that also gets boring yeah. Like that's why Creander got created, right? So that's another way of doing that. Yeah, it's why limited when I pl- when I go to play limited even, like um they give you a sheet, right? And when you open up your pre-release box, you get this sheet that says you should play 17 to 18 lands. 17 to, you know, 18 creatures and 4 to 6 not or non-creature spells. And I'm reading that thing and I'm like that's not how daddy plays a game. <laughs> like That is literally just the yeah, intro thinking. Yeah. You know, it's like daddy plays a game with 15 lands and then he figures the rest out. <laughs> and then fuck. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, and I've had a lot of success doing it that way. And when I tell players I play 15 lands, their jaws hit the floor and I'm like, well, it's just my style of building decks. It's like my style of like, I will mulligan to get, you know, my curve super low. I'll mulligan till I get two lands and then see where the, see where the game takes me. Yeah. So um, that's sort of like, yeah, this whole thing. I'm, I'm just looking for a, yeah, a refreshing experience. Yeah, I'm actually the most interested I've been recently in brewing anything is like a cube. Yeah. Cube right now. Um, but that being said, this sort of like idea, 
sort of uh, pushes any universes beyond product out of the realm of possibility. Crazy. <laughs> wow. It's like that was like... Wow, giving small. purpose to magic IPs. Crazy wow. concept. Like what? They can't even do that themselves with sanctioned events anymore? Uh, Crazy. Yeah, outside of that, I think uh, with uh, universes beyond and what we're going to see, Ritter, you nailed it right on the head with that point earlier in the show. Um, this is something that is now too big to stop. Like there is no like speaking with your wallet. There is no like speaking with your wallet is going to have repercussions five or six years down the line, if at all, you know, so taking action now, you won't see any change for a long time. This is something that is, um, well, snowballed. The ball is rolling and it's not stopping until, well, it reaches the bottom of the hill. (laughs) Pretty much. Yeah. And it's probably going to go a little bit further after that. Accurate analogy. Yeah. Um, I, I guess I got to, you know, keep my optimistic hat on and just be excited to see what the Final Fantasy set holds. That's what's coming next. And Gavin seemed really excited about it. So I'm actually, I would be thrilled to see what the Buster Sword does. If the One Ring, you know, the One Ring is as good as it is. Imagine what the Buster Sword does. It's got to be the best equipment to drop in like five years. Or like the Gunblade from Final Fantasy VIII. Okay, that would you know? be gas. Like, what does Titus do? What is, you know, like all these things. And, and that's the imagination. What is a Chocobo? Dude, is it a vehicle? Is a vehicle it- animal like transfigure? Yeah, Transfigure yeah. vehicle something? I don't know. Be- Gavin? Yeah. Chime in, dude. <laughs> I'm sure you've turned it off because we've bashed with the ghost for the last 30 <laughs> minutes at this point. But uh, no, ultimately, as magic players, um, you know, uh, it, it gets to be uh, there are times when I sit down at the table. I'm very appreciative for those experiences. I think pre-release is probably one of my favorite events to go to mm-hmm. just because you get to sit down and just like play the game. Like, I think that's, it feels like almost like the last pure form of from what we magic used to know. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, and everything else has become pretty overwhelming and, uh, it's like hard to come to terms to sometimes. I think that, uh, like change is always scary and, um, uh, it's not always the easiest thing to move forward with. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I, I got my, like I said, optimistic hat is on. I love it. And I, I'm trying to see what Final Fantasy set holds. Uh, I mean, you, it is literally like a, you got to pick and choose your battles kind of thing, you know? Like, you just have to enjoy it for the, like, you know, the parts you enjoy for and put those blinders on that Mark Roswater loves talking about. Yeah, it'd be cool to um, see what kind of commander contained deck I can build out of that. That's what that's where my out of the uh, the Final Fantasy stuff. Oh hell yeah! Hell yeah. I, yeah, I tried to brew some stuff with the Lord of the Rings set, uh, same basic concept, and it was really fun. Like that would actually be great set to do that. Yeah, you know? yeah, because you were talking about doing the battle, like the a battle, battle box, box but with that kind of concept, right? Exactly. Where you're only yeah. going to upgrade them with cards from the set. Yeah, and it was it was really fun to work within that space, and like you know when they put the thought into a set. Um, where you have like that card pool where you can actually like have a satisfying like deck building experience. Like it's fun. Yeah. You also get a really pure form that isn't like, uh, well, I know a lot of people like to complain about infinite combos and stuff like that. And uh, this is actually a way to sort of like nullify them without making games go crazy long. I think that, yeah, they uh, usually don't print those pieces together in the same set. (laughs) You try not to. Those are mistakes separated by years. Yeah. Most of the time. Mm -hmm. So if you are a listener who doesn't necessarily appreciate infinite combos, commander contained might be for you. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm curious about the idea. I like uh, these weird fan made 
formats i think they're the most fun so i, I want to give it a shot and i'll definitely uh put a list together for sure yeah i, I think it's going to be actually really balanced or more balanced than we imagine Rosatulpa, you have like 80 options. You do. Uh, that is a not, not that you get yeah. to pick like everything. Yeah. Right. I'm just saying you have like literally 80 options of oh. where you choose your set from. Yeah, that's true. There's a lot of commander decks um, that had Zatalpa in it. Same with like Itali. So like you could be like if you wanted to play Dockside, you would have to choose a commander or a legendary creature from Commander 19. Itali was in that deck, right? Yeah. Like, of course it was. So, and so was Zatalpa for literally no reason. Yeah. So <laughs> they did not know how to make commander decks back then, bro. Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> well, that's the thing is that every other time Dockside's been printed, it's been a master set. So unfortunately, not going to be able to draw from that pool of cards. If you want Dockside, you have to play Atali yep. or you'd, Savine. Yeah, you would have to play something from <laughs> Commander 19, which is... I guess Elsha if you wanted to go. Yeah, this. yeah, there you go. Um, not too bad. Maybe Elsha becomes like a pretty powerful commander. Yeah, I mean, the thing I like instantly started thinking about was like, I wonder what meta rises from this, you know, like what are just absolutely some goaded monster decks every set has efficient removal like that is the thing is that is not as efficient as what we're used to there's no like really free spells you know what does commander 2020 look like as a like focused deck do you play like calamax does calamax go crazy because it includes deflecting swat and yeah. fierce guardianship yeah i kind of like this format where there's two branches of it you can do the 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 battle box aspect where you you keep it even more contained, right? It's mm -hmm. like all IP fighting the same IP. And then you have like, you know, you go outside of that and you're fighting other decks just based off of like, you know, printings and stuff like that. I think it's very interesting. Yeah. So, um, let us know what you think about the format. Um, it's kind of fun. Yeah. In the comments below on the YouTube channel, uh, it'd be great to hear, uh, what y'all have to think. You can also join the discord and, uh, contribute there. And if you want to have direct influence on the conversation, we're having this conversation in the Shower Thoughts channel, which you can get access to by joining our Patreon for $3 a month. You can become a supporter. This is literally how we come up with every episode idea. <laughs> we just scroll through the conversations on Discord. <laughs> like, honestly, our community is our best resource, and we thank you guys. We're super appreciative of um, all the conversations we have and uh, the relationships we've relation relationships that we've built through that process. Um, and we're one super excited to play more magic with everybody. Um, and two, I don't know. I ain't got a, I ain't got a two. I got a thing. My leg cramped really bad right there. Oh, Jordan is standing up from the table. Oh God. Uh Oh, all right. Uh, we're going to talk about the other thing. Oh yeah. 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 Well, I mean, I guess we, yeah. uh, sick segue of my leg just fucking destroying itself right there. Um. Yeah. So I think uh, with kind yeah, of maybe we uh, maybe we kayfabe it. Maybe that's why. What? Uh? How you're dropping out? What? The leg thing. The leg thing. Oh yeah, yeah. he's getting up from the table. <laughs> that's, 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 the new, that's the new narrative. That's just my walk yeah, away. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I mean, we were just talking about it. Obviously, my feelings on magic are not super positive right now. Um. But uh, additionally, with that. Uh, I'm kind of at a point in my life where uh, my mental health is not the highest I would like it to be yet. And I think I need to start taking that all more seriously. Um, and magic has just been much more work than joy for me than like it used to. So for all those reasons, I'd like to take a step back from the pod and magic and regroup and, you know, do some positive things in my life. And like when I'm ready, step back in. I really like, you know, these fun ideas that we've talked about, you know, for like these alternatives. Um, but like as far as came up with the rat race, I'm just I'm out. I'm out right now. Yeah, yeah. This isn't something that you as listeners should be worried about. Jordan will definitely be back, but we need to 
uh, like we all need to take care of ourselves and um, mental health is one of the more, if not the most important thing to acknowledge and take care of. I, I will say like, this has been a like, great experience. Like, I mean, I actually find like, I really love podcasting. I've never done anything like this before. And like doing it with you two guys has been a fucking awesome. Um, right back at you. There's been tons Hell of times yeah. where like, uh, like going, I remember last year, just like some like depressing times. And I just like, remember feeling so much better after like hanging out with you guys. Um, so that, I mean, that's been great. And, uh, also just the community, like you said, bro, our community is fucking gas. And like last time we went to that tournament, we were surrounded by 20 people when we walked in the door. Like, you know, we talked to everybody, everybody knows our names. It's awesome. Um, so that's been a great experience. hundred percent. Yeah. I don't this, take that for granted at all. Yeah. This is a note for just everybody. Magic will always be there. And that's sort of the conversation we're having today is that this game will continue to move forward. You will always remember how to play the game. I think it's just so like drilled into our Yeah, brain. I, I know, mean, I've like, been dipping in and out for 30 years. I think you got to control yeah. the pace of yeah. like what you're in the game. And like yeah. for me, I'm just at a spot where I really have to be honest. and just like, I'm not appreciating it right now. So I really have to yeah. like, you know, take that step back. Yeah. yeah uh, before I got back into it with you guys, I, I think the point for me was like when they changed the standard rotation, I was just like, man, this is just uh, my the way I'm interfacing with the game is just such a bummer right now. Like I just need I, I just can't do it. Yeah. Like, you know, and that's how like, I feel right now. Yeah. Why it is a game like ultimately you should be uh, getting joy out of like your involvement in it. <laughs> yeah. You know, like. Otherwise, what's the point of doing it? Yeah, right? for sure, for no. sure. Your hobbies should cause joy. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes. Well, yes. Jordan, you don't get this. Uh, but as a sports fan, you can probably relate. Uh, they should not cause more agony than joy. That's a sports-only fandom thing. Like, okay. Yeah. 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 Ultimately, uh, sports are wonderful, right? Mm-hmm. But as a fan of certain <laughs> franchises, uh, there's a certain point where like, d- any Detroit Lions fans out there mucho respect right now because mm-hmm. like you stuck with it you went through the storm on the outside you know the fran the, the, the team is looking really great this year um you know outside of that you know it's like if you're like ritter if you're a 76ers fan you've just gotten so close so many times oh man you know it's it's really one of those things where uh you get your hopes up and they're dashed and um you know magic can be a roller coaster as well and um i think uh, we're all on separate journeys. Like while we're sitting here together at the table, we're all having this conversation together, but on the magic journey that, you know, we wanted to be our tagline when we first started, we're all on different paths yeah. just in general. 100%. So we all have different interests and uh, we're all growing at a different rate. So that said, the boys are going to keep doing the thing and crushing and like actually Evan's even like getting more serious, taking a day, an extra day off of work to kind of dive more into the content world and actually provide more for Patreon. Get ready for more. You get to see deeper into my brain. So this is not that the mocks are slowing down or anything, but like they're speeding up and refining and crushing. And I'm sure I'll be popping in uh, from time to time as well. So. Yeah, we're, we're still here as the brand still going to be weekly. That is still the plan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, so we're going to we're going to do something a little bit different. So we used to like and I say used to is like we're doing it right now. But like we gather in the same room, um, but we're actually going to be splitting up the equipment and we're going to be uh, filming and recording from our own like private like households or little studio deals. So um, we're going to sort of like uh, ha- we're going to have the conversation of how we move forward and what kind of content we want to create. Obviously, we're listening to you as a community. You've all stated that you want to see gameplay. And while we're still finding a way to make that a reality, um, the way we move forward has to sort of like work with, um, well, our lives and how much time and effort we want to put towards this. So um, while, uh, yes, we will be 
continuing moving forward and putting a lot more effort towards this. Um, I'm wanting to do uh, more of this conversation about Commander and uh, releasing videos a la Call Me Commander. If you haven't checked out my other YouTube channel, you can do so. I'll put the link down in the description. But uh, that style of video is sort of like how I'm going to sort of instigate uh, the Patreon community is uh, put that as exclusive content up there and uh, just, yeah, help bolster the channel in different ways. Try to create different types of media for people to enjoy. Yeah, and I think this is a good time for it, right? We're about to go in the holidays, you know, like we're going to take some couple breaks and stuff like that. So this would be a great time to like, you know, change up the process for finding what we're going to be doing for 2024. Oh, the magic holiday gift guide. The magic holiday gift guide. Didn't even, that, that one's just right. Is there Damn, any new s- product for people to buy? I, it can't be. No. Anything Christmas or like I don't seasonally think- related? No. Well, they did do a holiday Lord of the Rings bundle. Oh, they did. Uh, by the way, update on that. Uh, the, which one did I get second? Uh, the Galadriel one uh, arrived. And while they were uh, pringled a little bit, not nearly as egregious as the, uh, Gandalf holiday bundle. Interesting. So. Yeah, the thing is, is you can barely see the artwork, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The foiling uh, sucks. Yeah. They're they're yeah. bad for different reasons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That uh, another one of those failed products, which mm-hmm. hopefully hopefully they learn from. Yeah. Oh man, please do not do a reprise of that. Um, I bought two of those. Such a feel bad opening those holiday season oh, boxes. Man. Like the display easel is just so chintzy just like the the value oh like display a little card that you got or whatever yeah i mean that's that's kind of like the thing like you get the six unique cards you get like three set boosters and you get like an easel and the six art cards of the scene so you can display the scene nicely oh you can display display all six yeah yeah but the display part of it trash is it's trash if your cards are like if you want to if you want to mount hard cards for the scene yourself do it like in a real frame or something right a little shadow box whatever yeah yeah Yeah, it's like kind of crazy that they sent you with that like cheap little frame deal the cards are pringled so they're gonna look like ass just in that the art cards aren't pringled oh the art cards oh the ones that are they're not actually they're for display (laughs) (laughs) those are great (laughs) love that yeah all right well this has been another episode of the Mock Stars podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And uh, we're really looking forward to what the future holds. And uh, we're excited that you, our listeners, are going to be a part of that. Yeah, please give your feedback. Yeah, if you, know, you what you want to see. Yeah, if you'd like to support the show, uh, you can listen to the start of the episode to find out how. Yeah, I love that. 100%. Just kidding. (laughs) Find us on all major podcasting platforms. You can find us on YouTube. You can join our Discord server and support us on Patreon. That'd be uh, Vundabar. So um, it's been a pleasure, boys. And uh, we'll be back next week. Bye. Bye. Deuces.